Jimmy Donaldson threw the duffel bag in his car. You thought I wasn't serious. Well, I was, his mother yelled from the front porch as he reversed out of the driveway. Well, it's make or break now, he muttered to himself as he drove away. He had just been kicked out of home. This is how the fall of 2016 started out for Jimmy Donaldson, also known as Mr. Beast, also known as the biggest individual YouTuber of our time, who's worth an estimated $54 million, according to Forbes. Yes, in 2016, Jimmy, who now employs his mother full-time, was kicked out of home after his mother found out that instead of going to his college classes, Jimmy was instead sitting in his car in the college parking lot editing YouTube videos. It was the pinnacle of several years of arguing about how much time Jimmy spent on his computer, making YouTube videos, editing YouTube videos, and scheming with other YouTubers. Sue Donaldson gave her 18-year-old son an ultimatum. Go to college or I'll kick you out. Jimmy's obsession with YouTube won out and he moved out of the family home. He had just 30,000 subscribers, which is not nearly enough to make a full-time living from being a YouTuber, even back in 2016. He'd not yet gotten close to going viral, even though at this point he'd been making videos and sharing them on YouTube for seven years. With a hand-me-down laptop from his brother and just some very meager equipment he'd accumulated since then, There was no indication from the outside that this introverted teenager would be anything more than a computer nerd living in poverty, struggling to hold down a job and a place to live. It was only five months later that he would have his first viral video hit. Today, Jimmy Donaldson is 25 years old, the biggest individual YouTuber in the world with over 200 million subscribers with three other related businesses making tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue each year. We don't know exactly how much. And a typical Mr. Beast video now costs one or two million dollars to make. He has hired his mum, stepdad, a posse of childhood friends, amongst hundreds more employees, all working out of a 50,000-foot facility in North Carolina that's dedicated to staging and filming his videos, which today have merged into a genre of his own making called stunt philanthropy. Videos like, I built a hundred wells in Africa, and Last to Leave Circle wins $500,000. So how exactly did Jimmy Donaldson go from nerdy suburban kid to the face of a generation? Well, there are two components here. Jimmy Donaldson's pure obsession with his craft and being in the right place at the right time. Let's talk about timing first. Mr. Beast's real name is James Donaldson, but he goes by Jimmy, who was born into a middle-class family as a middle child. And both of his parents were active duty in the military and worked quite long hours 
So the children had a revolving cast of au pairs raising them and moved around very frequently. And today, Jimmy would describe himself as quite introverted and his mom, Sue, attributes this to them moving around very frequently as a military family. His parents had a tumultuous relationship and split up when Jimmy was eight years old. He doesn't have any contact with his father. And in any interview I read or watched, he refuses to talk about his father. So, you know, there must be some kind of trauma in that relationship there. His mom said that Jimmy had few friends growing up, but he was always extremely competitive, especially when it came to playing games. Um, and certainly in interviews with Jimmy, he describes himself as introverted, not having a lot of friends, being kind of different to everyone else. And so he started creating videos on YouTube at the tender age of 11. And these were initially just gameplay videos. So he was recording himself playing computer games like Call of Duty and Minecraft. And he did all this without telling his friends. It was just something that he did alone. And he actually ended up deleting this particular YouTube channel because one of his friends found out, found it and, um, and doxed him, like identified him. So later in the show, we're going to look at the context here about what YouTube was back then. Um, but ultimately after he got outed, he created a new channel at the age of 13, adopting the handle Mr. Beast 6000 because Mr. Beast was already taken. And this is when his obsession really kicked off. He started experimenting beyond the let's play gaming video format and into other trends that were popular at the time, like estimating YouTubers wealth, offering tips and tricks and commentating on drama in the YouTuber ecosystem. But this actually started causing some drama of its own on the home front. By the time he was ready to go to college, he was in deep. He was very obsessed. He was spending a lot of time on the computer making videos and also, you know, uh, experimenting and, and talking a lot with other uh, wannabe YouTubers. And this led to a lot of conflict with his mom. And they would argue a lot about how much time he spent doing this. And around the same time, there was another personal issue that dealt him a blow. At the age of 16, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And Crohn's disease is an inflammatory disease of the intestine. It doesn't have a cure and has really unpleasant symptoms like diarrhea, fever, fatigue, abdominal pain. And so this, in, you know, in some ways, furthered Jimmy's sort of social withdrawal even more. And so he gave up the sports that he played and was sort of forced back inside to spend even more time on, on his computer. So we have this kid who's, you know, we're getting the sense that he was probably quite lonely. He was introverted. He moved around a lot, didn't have a lot of longstanding friendships. He has this medical condition that's probably pretty physically uncomfortable and makes a lot of social situations hard, but he finds 
solace in this online world. He finds a community that isn't dependent on a physical location. He finds somewhere that he can fit in. Um, and it, it's funny because in most of the interviews I watched or listened to, he's not very good at articulating his motivations about why did you want to become a YouTuber? What, what, what do you, what, what drew you to this? What, what about your childhood or personality? Um, he just says things like I was, I could never relate to other kids. I was like not really interested in these teenage conversations. Um, but you know, whether he can articulate it or not, there's obviously a real, you know, draw to him on a, on a, on a, fundamental level that this is where he fit in this is something he could figure out and he wanted to crack the code on the youtube algorithm from a very early age so going back to our timeline ultimately at college age his mum gives jimmy an ultimatum she says you if you don't go to college i'm gonna kick you out <laughs> and um Jimmy agreed to go to college, he went to college. He lasted two weeks before dropping out. And he said that um, he would go, he would drive to college and sit in his car and edit the YouTube videos. But eventually he, he dropped out and told his mom, uh, and this is from himself on Twitter, I'd rather be poor than do anything beside YouTube. And so his mom kicked him out, true to her word. So I think he moved in with his brother or a roommate or something like that and just, you know, kept on, kept on going. At this stage, this is 2016 and he only has, he has 30,000 subscribers, which even back then wasn't really enough to have a full-time living, but he was just so captivated and, you know, single-minded about, cracking the code on YouTube that he just kind of kept going. So there's a quote from him in an interview with Rolling Stone where he says, there's a five-year point in my life where I was just relentlessly, unhealthily obsessed with studying virality, studying the YouTube algorithm, he says. I woke up, I would Uber Eats food, and then I would sit at my computer all day just studying things nonstop with other YouTubers. And so this is, you know, this obsession ultimately led him to his first viral video in 2017. So that's a year after he uh, dropped out of college. Um, and his first viral YouTube video was where he sat down and counted from one to a hundred thousand, which took 44 hours to complete. He filmed the whole thing. Um, and there is a abridged version of that process, um, which is, was his first video where he got, uh, went, went viral and things started taking off from that point. So this is when he went from 2016, 30,000 subscribers, where he dropped out, focused on it full time, finally went viral in 2017. He gets up to a million subscribers. And just to sort of fast forward on the timeline in 2020, three years later, he's at 26 million subscribers in 2021, the next year, he has more than doubled that to 67 million subscribers. 
And today in 2023, he is at 206,000,000 subscribers at the age of 25, just over 10 years into this journey for him. Okay. So I want to talk about this sense of being in the right place at the right time. Cause this is really very clear with the Mr. B story. So he was born in 1998 and YouTube launches seven years later, YouTube very early on, um, there's just like 2 million video views a day. Google buys YouTube the next year. Um, and over time, if we look at virality as a concept on YouTube back then in 2006, it took months for the first viral video to go viral. And that was the, um, the evolution of dance video. If anyone remembers that, that was the first YouTube video to get to hundred million views. Um, now a, a viral video will take days to go viral back then it was months and months. Um, so this is 2006 when Jimmy is eight. And then the next year is when YouTube launches its partner program. And this was invite only. And it was a way for video creators for the first time to share in the revenue from the ads that YouTube is running. And this is the, the system that we have today where um, if you are, are a YouTuber, you get sort of um, beyond some simple milestones. You can start earning a cut of the ad revenue that Google, Google collects from running ads on your videos. So 2007, which is when Jimmy was nine, that was the first year it came out. Um, and that brought a lot more attention to the platform and more views and sort of some interest and that some interest from creators and really like the advent of a creator on social media that didn't really exist before. There wasn't really a way beyond like blogging. There wasn't a way on social media to make a full-time living up until this point. So this is all happening like in the backdrop of Jimmy, probably watching YouTube videos, watching people play call of duty. Um, and then seeing, or at least hearing about some of these creators actually making a full-time living from this. So as an impressionable child, he's then, you know, starting to see, Hey, this could be a thing as he goes into his teenage years. So we see over time, YouTube as a, as a, as a destination for people to consume content, just growing and growing and growing. And Jimmy sort of riding this wave as someone who starts making content for the channel at 11 years old and really just coming up really soon behind all of these milestones in the YouTube journey of creating the partner program and building a lot of momentum and views and unique visitors coming to the site every day. So in 2016, when he drops out of college with his 30,000 subscribers and the next year is going to have his first breakthrough hit, that was the year that um, there was a new record set on YouTube for the first video to hit a billion views. And that was the music video for Adele's Hello. That took just 88 days to reach that milestone compared to, if you recall, a few years, uh, 10 years earlier, took months and months for a video to get to 100 million. So 
this is this evolution. Mr. Beast was able to ride this wave. He would never have been able to quit college and fund himself, let alone get to this level of success if he didn't come in immediately as the channel was, as this platform was kind of blowing up. Now, as for Mr. Beast's other business ventures, we've got Beast Burger, Feastables, and Creator Global, which is the translation agency. Certainly none of those businesses would be in existence today if Mr. Beast wasn't the huge cultural icon that he is. So we can see, after piecing all of this together, how important the timing was in the success of Mr. Beast. Without the creator program that came into existence just a few years earlier, he wouldn't have been able to make a living. Without seeing those other creators who were a couple of years ahead of him actually start to make a living, he may not have pursued it as devotedly. And on the flip side, without being relatively early to the platform, he would have faced so much competition that he may struggle to get ahead. Indeed, if we look at the biggest YouTubers today, they all got their start pretty early in the 2010s or even slightly earlier. And of course, Jimmy was also born in America where YouTube's main audience was in those years. Today, India is the biggest YouTube market by viewer size, but that wasn't always the case. And although his family was by no means rich, he did have access to a laptop which he needed to get started. Some of these social factors from his upbringing, his social isolation, the Crohn's disease, all contributed to him finding solace in the YouTube world. So this is the piece of, you know, being born at the right time, in the right body, in the right place. So while being in the right place at the right time was a critical part of Mr. Beast's success today, there were plenty of other teenagers jamming on YouTube at that same time. So what made Jimmy specifically rise to the top of this group? Well, there's another essential component, which is of course, obsession. And that's what I'm going to cover in the next episode. So make sure you subscribe to the Obsession podcast to catch it. And I'll see you then.